What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and we're back after a long break. It's good to be back. I'm down here in Spring Hill, Tennessee, Kings Creek Golf Course with the golf course superintendent, Patrick Hensley. How are you doing, my man? Good, BJ. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm glad to be back doing this. It's been a lot of fun, but, you know, with the time of year, kind of like I was telling you before we jumped on, it's just been, man, it's been tough to get people to, you know, want to sit down and chat. And um, you got a new gig here, and I'm wanna, we're going to get into all that, but uh, I'm sure. glad you're sitting down and chatting with me. Man, I'm too. I'm excited. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, I, I know you've... You've listened for a while now, and uh, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this ride and stuff. And uh, you know, I think you're going to bring a lot to the table. And yep. and uh, you know how this kind of goes. We just sit here and chat and have a good sure. time and and talk and uh, shoot the BS. Yep. You know, I, I try to keep the cussing to a, a minimum. <laughs> unless <laughs> Dan, the, unless the, Dan Johnson's yeah, on. Unless Dan's on. I, you know, <laughs> the kids out there in case they're listening. That's right. But um, so um, you know, I I don't know where to begin. But you know, like uh, so you you're uh. When was your first day here on the property? Uh, I started here October nineteenth. Yep. Yeah, a few months ago, three, right. four months ago. Yep. Yeah. And so, give me a little bit of background about how that all came about, and um, you know, sort of what the state of the course is in, and and kind of what you you know you've been working on so far. Sure. So, Kings Creek was purchased back in July out of actually I think it was bank owned, from my understanding. Uh, two brothers from Nashville, Nathan and Joel Lyons, purchased it in July. Yep. Closed it down in August and. They redid all the bunkers, eliminated some, uh, rebuilt all of them with the Better Billy Bunker Method, uh, put tour angle sand in, and sprigged Tiff Eagle into the green. Yeah. Um, and then we opened back uh, November 6th. I actually was introduced to them, uh, I don't know, sometime before July. Okay. Um, by a mutual friend. And it, it didn't really go anywhere in the beginning. Right. Um, but then... As it got more into it, they contacted me again and was interested to know if I was interested. And we sat down and talked, and I liked yeah. what they had to say. So yeah. I think it's a great opportunity. You know, I well, only live ten minutes from here. So yeah, well, that, that helps. That probably makes it nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what, so what's the sort of the long term plan? I mean, uh, it, I know you said there's some uh, some immediate needs and changes that were made. Sure. Is there is there any sort of long term plan as far as getting things into a particular place or shape or whatever no i mean you know that it's it's got a good like i tell people it's got great bones to it yep. uh, obviously it's got some issues irrigation's the main thing right now yep. uh, and really getting the greens into shape because they were iffy at best yep. when i got here um but they're getting ready to break ground on a clubhouse next month okay um and i know everybody's gonna ask there's a particular bridge on 18 that's been out of use for three years 
that's going to get fixed next month, I yeah. think, too. Yeah. Uh, but no, they, they're going to keep it a public facility. Um, they're putting in a full-service restaurant in the clubhouse. Yep. Pavilion, outdoor seating. Um, they really want to make it a place for people to come hang out. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the property, there's another company that's developing a portion of it uh, with some homes. So there's going to be some opportunities there for things. But yeah, they just want to make it, you know, as, as good as we can make it in one of the best public facilities in the state. Yeah. That's what their goal is. Well, it's a great time to be, you know, as weird as this past year has been with the pandemic and, and everything that people have been dealing with, golf's been a great outlet. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's always a, a great thing to put your money in golf and on right. golf courses, but it's been things that have been working and you've seen, right. uh, you know, what I've seen throughout the year and, and things of that nature, rounds are up, people right. are enjoying playing or getting out. You know, they're not going into work and right. doing things. Right. So, uh, and this is a booming area. I mean, oh, it's Spring huge. Hill's going and, crazy. you know, that was the thing with what they said was, you know, this, there's nothing else close to here. Everything's 25 to 30 minutes away right. for somebody to go play. You got Franklin Bridge or Henry Horton or Champions Run or wherever people want to go. Right. Um, and so there's, there's definitely a need in this area for public golf. I mean, right. you know, right down the road, there's a, a retirement, I think it's a 55 and up community it's a, a thousand home yeah so you know i mean just take so we opened back november 6th and from november 6th to whatever the last day november 30th is yeah we did 2100 rounds yeah in 24 days that's pretty good yep. for a public facility that's not where it needs to be yet right you know and it, i mean just for instance tuesday after all that rain we had we did 100 rounds so the the need is here and the people are here. They yeah. just want somewhere to come play. Yeah. So. Well, it's great. I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a great part of town, like I said, and, and, and you know, just getting it back. And, and I, I mean, you know, I, I think the, the time is right, right. To, to have those things and to have that, right. give those people that opportunity. Right. And, I mean, you know, I, I, it's going to be a fun for you to see, uh, yeah. see it through. What's, what's, uh, what do you think is your biggest challenge right now? Uh, probably, Don't say people because everybody no, says people. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> To be honest, I've got a really good staff. Yeah. Uh, I am looking for an assistant, though. Yeah. Um, probably irrigation. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Is it irrigation. old? Just pretty It's bad old. Shape. It's an old two-hour decoder, and it's just hasn't been maintained because of money and other issues, but yeah. it's, it's pretty rough shape. Uh, no, I just replaced. I just that's the work I just did at Champions Run. Is it oh. Hunter? You got Hunter no, down? Uh, Rainbird. Rainbird two wire decoder. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I did. I re they had Hunter yeah. decoders. But yeah, I mean, that, it's just an outdated yeah. system. You yeah. know, I mean, that's just an outdated way of doing things. But we've got to get it running again. Is all in valves system mm -hmm. like do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, everything's in the ground. Probably it's oh, a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things were unhooked and not replaced and there's heads missing because they needed one over here instead yeah. of here and yeah it's 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 a disaster i'm yeah. sure i'm sure getting a handle on that's going to be a big challenge oh yeah and you know we're i mean we're <laughs> almost in february so yep. we've got to get moving on it that's yeah. my biggest project right now yeah outside of cleaning up from monday's flood yeah well, i speaking of floods i um I would, I would, uh, do you, do you, is that something you feel like that you deal with a lot down here? I mean, I don't know the property really well, but. Uh, well, from my understanding, there's, so there's, there's actually three creeks that run this property yeah. and they all meet at different points. Uh, and they're not large creeks, but they, they come from outside sources. Yeah. Um, and so they can't, we've got four or five holes that can flood fairly yeah. easily. Yeah. 
Uh, now, Monday, we only had an inch and a half, and we've actually had more than that since I've been here and haven't flooded. Yep. But I think Monday's was so fast and so hard that it, it didn't have anywhere for it to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Sure. It's in Part of it's in a floodplain. A lot so, of golf courses deal with it, man. Yeah, it's crazy, you yeah. know. I'm I'm not, I'm not the yeah. only one that deals with it. No, so, I mean I know Brentwood does, and yeah. Doug and Kirk do it. Bill Mead and yeah. Jeff does. I mean, yeah, it's just part of it. He's, yeah. Unfortunately, build golf courses in right. low lying areas right. with creeks running through them. You know, just everybody just adapts and yeah. moves on. So, are you excited about uh, the Ultra Dwarfs? I am. It's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. it. Uh, I've been in it almost 20 years, and I've only grown bent grass. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little bit of a did change. Did you tinker around with it at all? At we had nothing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Now, now they're getting ready to go to it. Yeah. Um, but I've never, you know, ne- never messed with it at all. Yeah. I was gone from Legends when I worked there before they put it in. Yeah. Um, but you know, it'll be exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. It, it, man, it's you got enough experience of the grass. You'll you'll figure it out. I mean, it's right. it's it is finicky. It's a little different. Right. You know, it's just. It's just doing, different times of the year. Doing different things at different right. times of the year. And like I was telling you before, I mean, you know, we're probably in that, what I would consider, if you if you thought about bent grass being like, you know, the toughest, the heat of the summer around here, being, you know, from, say, July 4th to, you know, Labor Day or whatever, that critical period of time, this is kind of what we're in with Bermuda, right. in my opinion. Right. You just got to be careful. You got to sure. just kind of pay attention. And yeah. and then the rest of it's kind of just cultural and whatever right. you can do. Right. You know, and yeah. – but you know, I, 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 I bet you'll you'll probably really enjoy it in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to those weekends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, this might be a tough question. I don't know, but like, um, I was thinking about this uh, as far as you know. When we'll get into the, your time at Richland, but you know they're getting ready to go through a renovation sure. and stuff. How how was the decision to, to not not really want to go through that to to, to take on this new opportunity? Did, was that something you thought about or looked that at? That was probably the toughest question. That yeah. was the toughest thing for me to think about. You know, I had been at Richland for 14 plus years is what we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, I was actually longer than that, but we don't count the first time I was there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and I had been through one there in 07, so I kind of knew what it was like. Yeah. Um, but to miss out on this one, that, that was a big deal, yeah. you know. But to also have the opportunity to come somewhere and make something my own and put my stamp on something that that was a big thing yeah i can imagine it was you know be, getting your own place and kind of taking that challenge versus right. doing something at a place you've invested a lot of time right. in you know that's that's right. not an easy decision i don't and i so you know if there's somebody that was out there listening that may be in that same scenario right you know, that maybe you're looking to do something versus, you know, you know, it's kind of like what, you know, weigh the, weigh the options and make the best choice for you, right. oh, you absolutely. know, based on what you want to do. Yeah. Because, you know, the experience of going through that renovation would have been great. Now I have been through one, so I know what renovations like that are like, but yeah. you know, in the end I had to do what was best for me in my career and my family. You know, I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm 10 minutes down the road. So, yeah. um, you know, everything played a part in it. Yeah. Everything did. Yeah. But I invested a lot of time and sweat and wedding rings at Richland. <laughs> um, and that was where I cut my teeth, so to speak. I mean, sure. I grew up there. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't easy. Yeah. It, it definitely wasn't easy. But I'm, I'm definitely excited for what this place has to offer in the future. And I think I made the right decision. Yeah. Well, that's all you And now you go. You yeah. Just, you press go and right. you get into it and you get after it. 
So let's talk about your career and, and sort of how you ended up here. Uh, we, we kind of brushed over that in the beginning, but so just kind of walk me back to the beginning. So, so. I actually grew up in Columbia right down the road. Okay. I moved there when we were, when I was nine, um, moved there from Ohio, um, and lived there basically from then on. Um, went to UT, transferred to UT, didn't start out there, but transferred there. Yeah. And then when I graduated in 02, uh, I came back to the area, went to work for Joe Kennedy and Jerry Craven at Legends yeah. uh, for a short period, and then actually was hired by Jerry Lemons because he was leasing a golf course in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, it was Bent Tree at that time. Okay, I'm familiar And then with changed that. the name to Jones Creek, and now I think it's back to Bent Tree. So I went there for a year and was the superintendent there yeah. uh, when he leased it, and then um, got married while I was there. And my wife was in graduate school here at Belmont, so I came back. Okay. Went to work at Legends again. Um, and then in October of 04, went to work for Brad at Richland. And let's see, I worked there from 04 to 06. Went to work for Rusty McClendon at the Portion White House that they were building. Yeah. And he was a superintendent there. Uh, and then left there in 07 uh, and went to Richland, went back, back to Richland. But I, w- I went to the place in White House because I had never done a construction. Yeah. I'd done some small projects, but I wanted that construction experience. I felt like that's where I needed to go and get yeah. it. And it was great. I mean, I wish it would have took off. Yeah. But I wonder if it's still sitting there. Or it is. The golf course itself is still sitting there. Yeah. Uh, from what I know, a Canadian company that does housing owns it, but has never done anything with it. Yeah, just sitting on it. Huh? It's it's funny because every time I see Kenny with Flowtronic, we talk about it because there's a beautiful pump station sitting there. Yeah, rotting away. It's Not, unbelievable. Yeah, just, there's so much. I mean, there's so much irrigation in the ground and grass on the ground. I mean, you can't yeah. tell now, but you know, I mean, we had they had twelve holes shaped, eleven holes irrigated. <sighs> I mean, it was wild, man. Yeah, I don't think it's the only story that got caught up in everything back yeah. back then, but. Um, yeah, I, I would have. I know Rusty was excited about it and, and yeah. seeing that thing take off and right. just things shut down. I mean, it was a bad time. I mean, yeah. it was a housing market crash. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I went back to Rich. I actually started at Richland April 9th of 07, the day the renovation started there. Yeah. And was there ever, ever since. Did you go back under Brad or was Scott there? Brad that? was there. Yeah. Yeah. He was there till 12, and then Scott came in in 2012, yeah. and I worked for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, I, look, I, I started out kind of low on the pole when I first started there and was yeah. doing all the spraying chemicals and fertilizing. Started doing irrigation and cut my teeth on that. Just kind of moved up from there. Yeah. I think that's how we kind of all – I mean, that's – you know, I tell people that the they're fooling themselves, these kids in college that think they're going to jump right out into an assistance job. Right. I mean, they might – and they might bounce around from job to job, but the, really the way to work your way is to – Get on a crew and work your way up. And you got to learn. I tell these guys, you got to learn how to do everything. Yeah. You can't. The days, these guys that come out of college think they can sit in a cart and just ride around and look pretty and point. That drives me nuts, man. Yeah. I just, you got to learn how to do everything. Because one day, you're going to need to know how to do something. Yeah. Whether it's grinding, whether it's irrigation, whether it's spraying or calibrating or something. Yeah. You're going to have to know how to do it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I always use the example. I, I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined. I didn't, I mean, that's why you hire a mechanic. Right. You can, 
Um, but I always was in the know. I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted right. to talk to Ryan. Or I wanted to talk to the guys about you know what what we're doing, how it's setting up. You know, watch them uh, because it, you know I I feel like that that's probably the most you know our outside of you know the superintendent, the mechanic has got to right. be as important as anybody. Right. And and the equipment needs to be maintained in a certain fashion. But if you're not knowledgeable about what's going on, you got to at least figure it out. Even if you're watching somebody do it, I mean, because sure. eventually, you, like you said, you might have to do something. Right. But you know, I could get to now where I could set up a reel or back lap or do some minimal stuff that would I can get by with. Get by, right. You change out a hydraulic hose or whatever, but right. Man, you're right. It's like you don't learn that in school. You don't no. learn that sitting behind a no. you know watching a teacher. You got to ask questions, yeah. walk, listen. I yeah. mean, because. If you're out on the course and something just doesn't look right, you got to know a little bit about it. You can't just say, "Hey, come out and look at this mower; it just doesn't look right." Well, yeah. What's it doing? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I, that's the thing. Like everywhere I've been, I've always spent a lot of time with the mechanic because yeah. I want to know what they do and what they're dealing with, and yeah. how they do their job, and you know how we can make it easier. Yeah. Because that's a tough that's a tough position too in our business because everything is difficult it's not yeah. like an automotive car that everyone's the same right. you know it's like you know you're always have and so they you know it's a different level of learning how to do things and so i mean they it's a special person that and with it. all the computerized stuff now it's getting even harder yeah and it's getting harder to find a mechanic, good mechanic <laughs> yeah do you have one here on staff yet or no no <laughs> just you <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. Yeah. That's coming. Well, I mean, you know, it takes, I mean, what, you got here in October. I mean, you don't do everything overnight, you know. It's right. just a matter of time. Right. I mean, I think it's. We'll get there. We're yeah, close. Have, you, have your game plan and go with it. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so did you think it would take this long for you to become a, uh, no, have your own place? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, you know, and I tried and I I had many interviews and many phone calls and we talked about it, sent many resumes. And yeah. Thought I had good opportunities and uh, just nothing ever panned out. You know, I I try to really talk to a lot of people and get to know a lot of people because I'm I'm figuring out that it's not who you what you know it's who you know. Yeah. You know, and and I made a lot of contacts and yeah. I think that's how it helped me get this job. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, in the end, it's all up to me. But I I thought I would get one sooner. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm I'm okay with it. You know, it's funny. That's how that's how they typically end up falling in your lap so to speak right is is that you're not really even thinking about it and you right. either made a contact or somebody's passed your name along i mean that's how it basically happened for me at brentwood that's how i even got involved in it i right. you know i had been down the road of interviewing and and you know and looking for opportunities and it had lasted longer than i thought and you know so same old struggle right but it you know it's like and then all of a sudden one day out of the blue it's like hey would you be interested in talking to this guy at brentwood country club i'm like yeah you know I, well, they're going to call you because I've gave them your name. So, right. you know, it's like, yeah. okay, well, you know, that that's kind of how it works. And yeah. I mean, again, I, I use this platform for the people that listen to kind of understand what they're going through right. and how they need to see that it's just kind of the same thing. The stories become right. repetitive about, you know, it's very rare that someone just, boom, right. you know, something lands in their lap. I mean, they, I know they hear those stories, but that's just not how it goes. It'll happen when you're least expecting it. Yeah. I and mean, just keep talking to people and keep getting in front of people and, Make those good contacts and just be patient. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. So what are you most excited about? Uh, I'm most excited about the future of this place. I yeah. think it really has a good, bright future, and I think the owners are all 100% on board. Yeah. Uh, they've partnered with Bobby Jones Link, which is a management company. Okay. 
uh, and they've, they're, they've been great to work with. Uh, and, and I think they're really going to help push this place to where the owners want it to go. Yeah. yeah. So are they, a, are they a separate entity than the actual owners? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're a management company. Yeah, so they're, they're based out of Atlanta. Okay. They've got 23 properties, I think, yeah. um, across the southeast, basically, and a couple in Ohio now. But, yeah, I mean, that, and the thing, you know, to be honest, you hear a lot of horror stories about management companies. Oh, you're yeah. stuck behind a desk doing reports and paperwork and meetings and uh, look, I, I haven't wrote the first report or been to the first meeting that I haven't had to go to. Yeah. Uh, and they, to be honest, leave me alone and let me do what I want. Now, they have somebody here on property, or they just... No, they, uh, they, I'm technically employed by the management company, and so is the GM. Um, and so we, you know, we answer to them, but we also answer to the owners, obviously. Right. Uh, they've got a guy who comes every couple weeks, three weeks, something like that, and just kind of checks in and helps yeah. us. They really help us with what we need. They they're not pushy and they don't you know expect crazy things out of us. But if we need help, they're there. Yeah, um, they've got a kind of a agronomist as they call him. Uh, he's out of Atlanta. He's the superintendent, Kyle McDonald, at the Bobby Jones Golf Course down there. Okay. He if we need help, he's there. Yeah. You know, whenever. Yeah. So it's been they've been really good to work with. You know, it's always a. a uh, a topic of conversation in our business about the management company side of things. I, I think. And if you would have asked me yeah. I, five years ago, I would said, no, I, there's no way. Yeah. Cause I, there was too many horror stories out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody has any real good ones, but there's just cause they're not, those stories aren't being told. Right. right. You know, and you hear, you hear management company and you th immediately think, Oh Lord. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. And, right. But you know, um, the, the world of golf is changing um, the the ability to get good people yeah. in a lot of key roles is tough. Right. And so, um, you know, whether you contract labor out or you contract your management services or your accounting or whatever, it, it's a, I mean, it's the way of the world. I mean, right. it's just what's going to happen, right. you know, and, um, you know, the, I mean, they're not going away, I don't think. No, yeah. and Bobby Jones has been good because they're, they're really uh, employee and, uh, culture driven as they like to say yeah. so it's all about the employee how can we make their job easier and better and then you know all about the customer obviously yeah do they have a particular philosophy or anything they try to uh know, it's all about employee and customer driven yeah, yeah. 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 they they want they, they're real big on culture at the club and you know with the employees and with the customers and yeah you, know, you got to greet people a certain way i mean it's just it's really been good yeah yeah have you um have you developed kind of your own thought around the covering aspect and, and sort of based that on what your ability to do and not do? Uh, not particularly yet because, uh, um, you just kind of lean on other people to say, well, I, you know, I've fortunately, I've, like I said, I've made a lot of contacts and friends in this yeah. industry. And so I've, they've helped me out a lot so far. Um, but this year we're taking the very, um, conservative approach because they're so new and they're so immature and they're so young and the root system's just not there yet. Yeah. Uh, if we basically, if we sniff 25, they're going on yeah. no matter what the next day is. Yeah. There's been a couple of times that we've hit 25 that I haven't covered and I, we've had rain the day before, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I got here, they, they were pretty rough. They, the greens were pretty rough. Um, and you know, people ask me now, well, how are they? Well, they're alive. They're, yeah. they're doing fairly well. Now, did you say you sprigged them? They sprigged them. I think it was August 3rd or 5th. Brand, you know, totally Brand, new. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. They were they were existing old uh I think they were L ninety three bent grass. Uh, and they were they were rough when they sprigged them. They, yeah. They, did you have any struggled. hand in all that, or would you? Come that was after? way before me. Yeah. Now, who did all, all that? Do you know? Who? Uh, actually, Lynn Ray and his group sprigged them. Okay. Uh, the Tiff Eagle came from Pike Creek with Bruce Allison down in South Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I got here and was able to do some things, it it really they really turned a corner. Yeah. Uh, now there's some that are struggling, uh, because of some underlying issues, but um, I. I've got six that are really good, six that are kind of middle of the road, and six that are struggle. Yeah. But I, we have grass everywhere. Sure. It may not be 100%, but there's grass everywhere. Yeah. So I think with some warmer weather and some fertilizer, they'll turn the corner pretty quick. Yeah, I would say you're on the right track with, um, you know, being very cautious about everything. Don't lose anything. Don't right. just, you know, and, and really take advantage of as soon as you can. You know, just right. don't do, get in a hurry to do right. anything more than – mow them and fertilize them you know yeah i mean and it's like i told the owners and bobby jones people this yeah. year's another growing year yeah you know and it's not i i really don't feel like that it's gonna take much i think by august one we'll, we'll be really in good shape yeah so what well, and, and another thing too is I, I forgot to mention this they're they're renaming the place oh are they yeah they're yeah. gonna they're gonna rename it and get away from the king's creek bad publicity bad vibe yeah. situation can you share that yeah no yeah i, I got you can't. uh but may 1st it's going to come out yeah. and they're going to hold do a whole and and that's the good thing about bobby jones is they've got a whole marketing team that's going to rebrand and they're yeah. working on all that now and uh it's, it's gonna be good that's not a bad thing either because you just you know you you know how this place you know how that it works is people develop their own mindset about something or they have a bad vibe about something so right. it's just it's the right thing to do. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. Especially if you got a different perspective, a different avenue or outlook on how you want things to end up. Right. You know, the most obvious example of this is Franklin Bridge. I mean, they right. basically that's what they did. You know, and you know, you kind of push yourself away from all the other stuff that might have went along with you know Force Crossing or the Crossings or whatever <laughs> right. you want to call it. You know. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. No offense, Brooks, if you're listening out there. I mean, but um, they're doing a good job, anyways. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just the way you do it. I mean, yeah. It's just you know, kind of, kind of it in a nutshell. Right. Well, how's it like being close to home? And oh, it's it's great. That, you know, I really for because we actually lived in Hendersonville. My wife and I did yeah. for nine years, and so I drove from Richland to Hendersonville for nine years. And let me tell you. In the mornings was fine because there wasn't any traffic. Yeah. So it was thirty minutes. But in the afternoons, I it'd take me an hour and a half some days to get. Yeah. You know, when you work till four or five o'clock, it just ain't it wasn't worth it. So yeah. we moved to back to Spring Hill in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's been great. We're yeah. super close to our families, both of them. My sister's like a mile down the road. You know, it's been really good. You have kids? I do. I have a uh, two girls, thirteen and 10 almost she's almost 11 actually yeah uh so that i'm i'm not quite sure if i'm blessed or cursed to have two girls yet well i have two and one boy so but good luck it's it's been good it's a different world for me to have girls but you know yeah i i enjoy every minute of it i tell somebody i, I mean i love my son but you know it's just something about girls i yeah. mean you know there, there's something else. there's something else too especially it. right now with a 13 year old being in middle school yeah you know it's just a different you're getting world. ready to go through it all though, oh man. yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I like to give her a hard time and tell yeah. her I'm going to embarrass her. Yeah, so it's fun. Well, how 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 did um, 
I know you kind of melt, uh, molded two different p- uh, positions, but how did how's the COVID and how have you what's your take on the whole thing and the pandemic and how it kind of went and how things have kind of gone with you? Have you seen anything that kind of with at Richland or even here? How how's that? How have you no, had to deal you know, with that? in in the beginning with COVID at Richland, um, we were real careful. They actually shut down for about a week. Yeah, um, but we there was we had about three days where. Scott and I were the only ones that went in, and we mowed greens, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Luckily, it was in March, so nothing was else was going on. But um, but we were real careful after that. You know, they didn't have inside dining, uh, but I mean, look, golf was nuts. Yeah. Even for us at Richland, I mean, Richland gets a lot of play anyway. Right. Um, but we, you know, we didn't really stagger any start times or anything. But we separated everybody at lunch, and we cleaned everything on a daily basis. Uh, and fortunately, we didn't really have any issues when I was there. Yeah, I think they've had a couple since then, but um, I'm sure everybody has. But you know, I look, we were doing in April, May, June, July. We did 240 a day. I mean, it was. How do you do that much? I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and how do you? There get was guys done? teeing off at six thirty, seven o'clock at night. Just playing a few. Just playing, yeah. just to play because you know, and and members would complain because they couldn't get a tee time a week out. Yeah. So I, Richland gets a lot of play, believe it or not, anyway. Um, but, I mean, it was crazy. Car, like everybody says, car traffic is crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just – and we just – like we always do, we adapt and move on. Yeah. You know. Um, but when I got here, you know, we kind of did some of the same things. But luckily, knock on wood, we haven't had any issues. Yeah. Uh, family-wise, we haven't had any issues. But, you know, I've known lots of people to have it. Yeah. But everybody's come out okay. I wonder. I, it's it's just you know. Yeah. I, I, personally, the COVID thing is pretty crazy to me. I mean, yeah. you know, I've known some people to not survive, and known some people to come out of it okay. It's wild. It's a wild time right now. Yeah. It's wild. Well, that's an understatement of the year. I have to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I personally just kind of my experience has not been very off at all outside. Of, I mean, I I'm not. I'm not what I do. I'm normally not around people, anyways. I don't have a lot of association with people. Um, even if I'm doing this, like we're sitting far enough away, but right. like, you know, it's kind of like I, I took two or three days, and you, and basically it was because it was raining. Right. To just say, I don't know what anybody wants me to do. You know, I'm like, are we going in? What are we doing? You know, and and so um, and then you know, outside of seeing it individuals take their own cart and it being more uh, you know cart traffic and maybe people walking you know just some little nuances like that cleaning you know more regularly that was about it right um and it's still that way to me uh i i know and i don't say this lightly i know a lot of people struggled through it you know various industries restaurants hospitality that kind of stuff and you know for sure and even in parts of our industry i don't want to sugarcoat it no like the resort industry and some of that stuff has been hard so, so they listen to this and they think well you know y'all been great but we haven't i understand all that you know it's just um but yeah for the majority of what we've done it's kind of been an outlet for most people all right and the good thing about you know being on the golf course is a lot of times you are working by yourself you're not really around people yeah um but you know it's just another one of those things i mean it affected my family personally because you know my wife was out of work for a while because of it so you know i mean everybody struggled with something during the whole thing and i i don't take it lightly and you know it having two kids that are in school and busy and doing things it affected them for yeah. sure, you know, and my sister's a high school principal and it's affected her greatly. Sure. Um, so it, you know, I, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm over it. 
Because, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't, we really try to, I mean, it's not like we go out all the time, but we try to be careful where we go and what we do and yeah. try not to you know, go out a lot. But at some point, man, you just got to go out. Yeah. Get away from people and do something. Well, I don't know how much of a wild statement it is, but, I mean, I believe at some point you got to get back to normal. Uh, at least some symptom, you know, semblance of normal. Um, whether it's, you know, and you got to let people go back to work, make right. a living. Right. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it, it's odd to see, you know, kids not all in school or not playing, um, you know, and I know it's a little on the controversial side, but it's like, you know, half a stadium's full because you got sports or, right. or, or, you know, no live music, no, con I mean, it's just, come on, well, at some point. I mean, it's like somebody said the other day, you can go to a restaurant, but kids can't go to school. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, it's like my 10-year-old, she's in quarantine right now because of my class. You can't tell me that a 10-year-old sitting at home trying to do schoolwork on Zoom is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I don't think it is ultimately, but, I mean, that, you know, what are they going to do until right. until they figure it all out? Right. And, you know, there's a there's probably a little bit to this about it being, uh, I, you know, you know, public schools and stuff and how that's all funded versus, you know, right. maybe private schools sure. and different things. So there's a lot of intricacies. Oh, yeah. We could go down a lot oh, of rabbit yeah. holes, but I think we're getting a little. I said we'd stay away from some of those touchy <laughs> <I know>. subjects. <laughs> well, um, so how's your how's your equipment situation? Uh, equipment situation is uh, sparse at best. They've got a little bit, but uh, we're on the. That's another project. We're on the verge of uh, getting some more equipment in here, probably in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, and what that will be is to be determined. Um, but yeah, they, they, the owners understand that we need some more. They were way under equipment what they should have been. Yeah. They didn't have very much for whatever reason. Did you have to do anything, assess? I mean, I'm sure you did anyways, but do you, do you go kind of go through and say, Hey, what's good shape? What's not, what do I need to get? What, and yeah, when I, are they when leaning I, on you for some of that? Oh yeah. When I got here, I kind of told them that I would kind of go everything, go through everything and see where we're at, yeah. really get back to them. And they, and they knew from the beginning that they they needed to you know put some money into that so yeah. they have and uh I, I i'm not really worried about that yeah they're willing to give me what i need yeah. to get it done yeah so talk about your staff a little bit so yeah uh staff is uh i think we're six or seven deep right now i do have one spot open uh, for an hourly staff um they've all been here i think the shortest tenure guys three years yeah uh, i've got one guy that's been here almost 15 uh it's definitely that's definitely been a little different to get used to um i mean at richmond we had pretty much all hispanic um but here you know everybody's they're all retired basically except for one yeah um but it's been good man i tell you they, they they're six of the hardest working guys i've ever seen sure uh you got to tell them to go home and quit working um so i'm looking currently for an assistant to bring on board and a mechanic uh and then i'll bring probably two to three more seasonal guys once March, April hit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, we've got a great staff and, and look, I, I worked at Richmond for a long time and it was one of those where, you know, people want you to manage more than, you know, work. I, that's not who I am. That's not how I was raised. Yeah. I'm going to get out and get dirty when need be. And I, I enjoy it too much to not. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an inside desk person by no means. I sit around and watch. Well, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, yeah. in a lot of ways, when you're the when you're the head guy and you're having to make decisions, but you've also got to manage and right. you know, be at a meeting or something. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, you know how that works. I mean, yeah. being at Richmond, one of the highest end clubs oh, yeah. in 
in the state. Uh, right. You know, it's not you just can't avoid it. No. But at the same time, you're right. It's you know, it's a job that allows you to get out and do things. Right. And uh, sometimes you get away from that. I mean, I told my assistants one day, um, you know, I I put 20 years in this. I said at some point I'm I'm was going to kind of turn this over to you guys and. You know, I'll sit back and watch, but right. you know, you got to earn that. You got to get to a spot yeah. where you feel like that's something you earn, right? And that gives them a sense of accomplishment and pride that they can kind of have it as their own, and you can just kind of watch, right? Well, uh, I mean, in that in that part of our job is to teach and you know, yeah, give people the leeway to learn how to do things on their own. Yeah, and, you know, that's a sign of a good leader, right? Is to be able yeah. to delegate and know that it's going to get done the right way and the way it needs to be done. And I think that's the the biggest, you know message you can do as as we you know try to figure out our way through this like you can't do anything without your staff right and if you're going to push them and pull them and you know have them going in a thousand directions and you know they need to believe in you they need to understand that you you got their back and they'll have yours and, right. and trust it you know they know they have the knowledge to get things done because you know, and, and that'll weed itself out at some point right. as long as you're consistent with how you do things, you right. know. Well, that's like the old adage goes, don't give somebody something to do that you're not willing to do yourself. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, and if they're going to have a lot more respect for you if you're out there and they see you out there doing it with them. Hey, I called my old assistant. Uh, I was doing an irrigation job, never done gasketed pipe. Mm. And so I've been doing this a, a long time, but I've never done gasketed pipe. And I was going to put the pipe together, and I go, this ain't working. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It was three inch gasket pipe, so oh. I was having a beat on it a little yeah. bit. So I was like, "I'm called Daryl. Mm. I know he'll know because I seen him do it." Yeah. And he goes, and then, and as soon as he said it, I just because the one end was beveled oh, and yeah. the other end wasn't. Yeah. Was, he goes, "You bevel the ends." I'm like, "Son of a." <laughs> and 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 I'm like, "You see, you learned something." And I and I I I don't mind lying, telling on myself. Sure. I was like. Once he told me that, it, it sort of clicked, and right. everything was right. fine. Gasket pipe changed your life. Yeah, I mean, it's like he said, just get you a little drill and a Dremel or something. And he's, yeah. you know, he made they make yeah. tools and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah. He he just kind of told me how to do it on a whim. So I that's what I did, and yeah. it went get together. Your file and just start filing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was because I would have sat there for a long oh, yeah. time. And you would have messed up some gaskets on that fitting. Oh, oh well, yeah. that's what was happening. Yeah. It's like I, I yeah. it wouldn't going in, but then the gasket was getting messed up, and I had I was like. There's got to be a trick. This can't be that hard. <laughs> and, yeah. and he he started laughing and he, he, when I, when I was talking to him. He was, and, but he told me, you know, it's like, man, all this time. That's right. And yeah. you know, I've been, you know, I can do the the solvent and the primer and the PVC. You know, I, that's fine. Sure. I've even watched some uh, weld HDP. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I don't know the bevel <laughs> gasket pipe. <laughs> but you know now. I won't ever forget. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be somebody else. Somebody I'll like. I'll tell somebody because I know now. Right. And I'll act like I've known for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, going back to the whole, you know, being the superintendent and, you know, finding that balance of working versus, you know, doing the management thing, that's been a big challenge for me once I got here because I, I'm, like I said, I just want to go do it myself, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, I think I'm slowly getting there. It'll get better. Yeah. Well, I would assume that Richland prepped you for this opportunity in a lot sure. of ways. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and so you're ready. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You've probably been ready. Right. And, you know, and, and this might not have been the opportunity you thought was going to happen right. or the ideal place, right. but, you know, here it is. And, That's right. You know, and, and I, I always think that the people that take the opportunities that don't look as good on paper or may not be like, 
that, but is a work in progress or has right. potential. Right. Um, turn out to be probably your most fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, oh, know. yeah. I mean, because, you know, basically, like I tell people, kind of almost building something from the ground up here. Yeah. And, I, and that, that was appealing to me, you know. And if you had asked me five years ago, did I think I'd be at a public facility, you know, being the superintendent? Probably not. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm here and I'm enjoying it and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I really do. How many opportunities would you say you don't have to give names or anything? Did you look at over the years that might have taken you away from uh, like this area? Like you had to, you were contemplating up and moving. Oh, probably uh, fifteen at least. Yeah. I mean, I look. I I sent a lot of resumes and went on a lot of interviews and screwed up some interviews royally. <laughs> and I could tell those stories. Uh, and one in particular, two, I did it twice, and yeah. it's my own fault. Let's hear it. I, yeah, uh, I'm not ashamed of it because yeah. that's how people learn. Yeah. Um, I had two interviews. One, Both of them were in Eastern Standard Time, two different states. Yeah. Had an interview, a phone not, interview. These aren't the same time. No. Right? Okay, nope, different. No, nope, different month. Yeah. Um, had two phone interviews set up in the beginning, and one was actually on a Saturday morning. I had happened to be off. Yeah, I said, let's – Let's talk at nine o'clock. Yes, sir. I'm laying in bed at eight. I think, man, I'm about to get up and get ready, you know, get everything ready. Phone rings. It was eight o'clock my time. Yeah. Nine oh, o'clock no. their time. <laughs> Happened to me twice. Yeah. And I didn't learn the first time. Yeah. And I, the interview was horrible. I, I, cause I was just all out of school. Yeah. And it was fine. I mean, it obviously it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I learned from it. So it was, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I went on and look, I, I went on a lot of interviews and had a lot of opportunities uh, and some really good interviews and some interviews that just were really bad. Yeah. Um, but I learned something from every one of them. What do you think you learned the most from interviewing? I, I think it's an interesting, I've never really tackled this conversation uh, mm -hmm. much, but uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a part of the process. I think sometimes it's, a lot of it's weighted too heavily in a lot of ways because you put so much pressure in that one opportunity because right. you know how as well as I do, it's sure. just hard to get that opportunity. Right. So what, what did you learn? What do you think you learned or what was one thing that you might've uh, taken away from those interviews that you might use? Probably the one thing I learned the most was I had a really good interview with an opportunity at Atlanta athletic to be one of the course superintendents. Yeah. And the biggest thing I took away from that was I just felt really comfortable with Luke. Lucas Harvey's the director. I just felt really comfortable with him. And it was just like you and I sitting here talking. It was just like two friends talking. Yep. You know, we rode the golf course headlong. I mean, it was just a really good interview. And I didn't feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself, maybe. Yeah. Um, and really, I should have felt that way for all of them because I had a good job. I had a great job. I had a, was in a great spot. Um, but I think I pressed too hard in some spot yeah. in some time, you know, um, but I, you know, I, I think you really got to find it in yourself to just, just be like, I'm just talking to a friend. Yeah. You know, you can't go in there and get all hyped up and now, I mean, obviously if you're looking for a job, don't have one, that's a different story. But I mean, I had a good one. I had a great one. Yeah. But I think I put too much pressure on myself, but you know, that, that one at Atlanta athletic was special. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably over the years the best one I'd ever. Uh, how, uh, how many of the ones you walked away from you felt good about, and just well, for whatever reason it didn't work out? Uh, probably 
probably seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, I, I really thought there was quite a few that I thought I walked out of there and called my wife and thought, man, I really got that job. Yeah. I really felt good about it. And for whatever reason, you know, I, I felt for the longest time that I just had bad luck and, you know, something always didn't go my way. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it look, I, I'm a big believer in stuff happens for a reason Yeah. and you're, you are where you're meant to be. And I think this is where I'm meant to be and I couldn't be more excited to be here. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I learned the most was once I, once I realized that I was good enough, I had put too much pressure on myself before then thinking that somehow if I didn't perform well in the interview right. that I would lose the opportunity. And so I either didn't perform well or I didn't, I put too much pressure on myself to be perfect. And, you know, and so I felt like the very first time that I ever nailed it was when I interviewed at Brentwood mm -hmm. and I just saw it clearly. Right. I, I mean, I was at a different place. I felt like for whatever reason it all clicked, but I, but I've, screwed it up since then i've screwed up things since then and i've walked away from things thinking i've done really well right and um but then i've I've had interviews where i walked out and i said i just wasn't myself that day or right. whatever right. and um well you almost thought, like I, I would feel sometimes like oh well, maybe i'm just not cut out to do this yeah maybe i'm not good enough for it. yeah you know maybe i'm supposed to be an assistant forever yeah that's not the case at all i just maybe it was a bad day or maybe it just wasn't where i was supposed to be yeah I think the um, what I talk to people who've done this podcast with me is this gets them over a lot of, you know, the the idea that you, if and you've listened to them, so you kind of know you kind of had some idea. But some people that have not listened to them, they don't they don't understand. It's not really an interview. Right. We're not. Right. We're ta you're talking about something that's very familiar sure. and it's easy. Once you get over the the effect of the microphone and some <laughs> of the you know that stuff, yeah. it's like. This is not any big deal at all. And and so for me to have done, you know, 75 or 80 of these and to, you know, get over the fear of that first one and try to, you know, and, and then realize that it doesn't matter what you, you know, as long as you're talking and you're giving advice and you're right. saying the things you believe in and, and you're talking about what you know, that's what people want to hear. And right. so I feel like whenever I talk to someone who's done this or they feel more comfortable about just what they're they've talked through what they've been through right. or they've talked through what they've dealt with. And it's a long form conversation about some of those things. And, and, and so it, it gives you a little bit more confidence and that's the same thing in an interview. You, you might be apprehensive about it, but if you go into the mindset of, I'm going to interview them as much as they're going to interview me. And I just need to act like this is a conversation yeah, absolutely. and talk about what I know. Right. And, um, you know, uh, I think that's I think that's the, the the best thing you can do, especially if someone's you know. There's tons of people that are going to be interviewing and looking at you know, and it's it's really just a matter of just you know relaxing, being right. comfortable, and and talking through it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I you would ask me a couple of years ago, I'd have never done this because this is just not my wheelhouse. But mm -hmm. you know, the more I get in front of people and talk to people, the easier it is. And that any you know any assistant or anybody interviewing for anything, yeah, just go start talking to people. I mean, yeah. I random people i don't care make sure you're talking to members every day yeah because that's the only way you're gonna get more comfortable with it yeah, yeah. i thought you know I, I think it's important to do presentations to be in front of the the committees and talking to them right um you know just that repetitiveness of just getting up and and regurgitating or talking about what you're doing right and how you're doing it and having the confidence and and, and even more so writing or doing things like that but also 
owning up to, hey, this didn't work out, right. and this is what we tried, and this is why we tried it, and this didn't work out, and you know right. we're going to move on from it. Yeah. And being up front with it instead of like, man, what's going on over here? And, right. and, and everybody kind of just guessing. Yeah. You know? Old pal in the corner standing on the wall. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm be honest, I'm not probably the best at public speaking, but yeah. I'm going to try to do it more and more just to get more comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, it's something you need to be doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing about experience. It puts you in a situation. I, I, I believe you're right when you say everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, I, I, I ask, I, I get into this sort of conversation with most people because I'm, I'm big into podcast listening right. and reading books. And, you know, a lot of life will do that to you. You got to find yourself. You got to start thinking through some things. What are some things that you've used to kind of motivate you? you? You listen to books. What do you like to do? Uh, I did listen to books, and I, I've got – uh, one that in particular that I listened to is called uh, "What the Fire Ignited." It's actually by written by a guy that uh, I went to Knoxville with. He was uh, he was burned over, I think it's sixty percent of his body when he was eight, and he's now a triathlete. He actually oh, wow. lives in Franklin. Okay, uh, he does public speaking. He's really good, uh, and you know, just I enjoy talking to maybe the older generation and getting their thoughts and feelings on things. Yeah, you know, I've got some podcasts I listen to. Um, but really trying to just soak everything in and talking to people. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I learn by listening and doing, so I, I may not talk a whole lot, but I'm listening and taking it all in. Yeah. Um, and just learning that way. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it, and if you're, if you're looking for a good podcast currently, uh, he just started it. Uh, another local guy, it's called level up by Matt Rogers. He actually was on American idol years and years ago. Yeah. But he does a lot of public speaking, and he, he's really—he's kind of that good motivator. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Man, you know the—I—I the, I never think that there's enough information out there, and I know a lot of people kind of repackage some of the stuff that's been said and done. But it's all in the person and in, oh, in the yeah. delivery. Yeah. And you and you and I gravitate to two or three or four, and they seem to say a lot of the same things, but. It's really important to have somebody that, you know, kind of, you don't need to, I mean, at this point in our lives, we don't need someone to tell us what we need to do per se, right. but it's good to hear the right message at the right time. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what I try to do is, you know, stay in tune with what somebody's saying or, or pick up a particular message when you need to hear it or figure out, okay, what they're trying to tell you and how to, how to apply it. Right. And that's, you know, that's kind of what I do. I, I'm a podcast junkie. That's the reason why I started this yeah. is, is I, and I'm sure you've heard the story over and over, but you know, I just felt like, you know, those were the, those were the platforms that I felt like were, I was getting something out of. Right. It was better than just me, you know, talking to you for five minutes at the TTA or something right. as much as I enjoy doing that. And right. I hated missing that this year. Oh yeah. You know, it was just a matter of, um, you know, sitting down and getting to know someone right. a lot more. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Just being around people yeah. and talking to people. I mean, I, I have a lot of people I love to talk to. Just, yeah. You know, we don't get to do it enough. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about, do you get, I mean, you know, I, I'm a big believer in like the community we're in with mm. the superintendent specifically Absolutely. is like getting around and talking to other guys, maybe playing golf. Right. What, how, what's your feelings about some of that? Do you, did you get to do that much originally or do you want to try to do that now? You, I want to try to do that a lot more now. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I'll get to, you know, I, there's so many people around here that I know and talk to, but don't get to see enough. And, yeah. Uh, maybe pick golf back up. I hadn't played it for quite a few years, but um, I, you know, I just want to 
I enjoy being around people in our industry and talking to them and, and mm. not all the time talking shop. Yeah. You know, it's just, just hanging out and having a good time because yeah. we're all so busy with family stuff and work stuff and it's just good to get away and just hang out and be guys, really. Yeah. Well, that's the best part about, uh, you know, anything is kind of just getting around other people and just talking right. about anything. What's and, that, going and that's on how here? you learn. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I learn is talking to people and see what they're doing or, yeah. what, you know, what's working and what's not working. And, yeah. I mean, I've had tons of help since I've been here, and that's been great. Well, you're going to get that. I mean, you're, you're, you know, hopefully everybody will be authentic about it, but at the right. same time, you know, um, you're going to have a lot of people want to see you, you know, succeed right. and help you as much as they can. Yeah. Yep. You know, so what, what's your, uh, what's your, what, when you're not working and doing all this grind, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, well, I don't have a ton of time, but hanging out with my family, <laughs> the kids, the two we've got two dogs that we hang out with, um, sports. I love watching sports, yeah. football and college basketball junk. UT? Oh, yeah. What do you think about what just went down? I like the hire, personally. Do I you? know everybody's upset, and I talked to Brian Emerson last night. He was not happy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, look. Somebody's got to write the ship at some point, you know. Is it who I would have chosen right away? Probably not. Yeah. You know, I would have said back the Brinks truck up to Lane Kiffin and bring him back. Uh, powers to be think it's a good hire, so I'm going to get behind it, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm a fan for life, no matter what. Yeah. No matter if we're zero and twelve or twelve and zero, I just I like college football and basketball. Yeah. Well, I'm a Bama fan, so I'm not going to – I mean, I it's I, unfortunate. Yeah, I know. That's okay. I mean, I, I'm riding – We all up, have our fault. <laughs> you know, hey, I'll take mine, but at the same time, you're right. It doesn't give me any favors when I input my uh, opinions. But oh, I, but, I mean, Bama's the standard. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like my brother-in-law is a huge college football. He's a Kentucky fan, and we were talking the other day. I mean, you look at Nick Saban, and every recruit that he's recruited has won a national title for him. I mean – you can't get any better yeah. than that. It's just like somebody was asking me the other day, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I said, well, I don't really know, nor that I don't know that I care. I'm not a huge NFL fan, but I watch it just because of football and I like sports. But, I mean, Tom Brady, he's the standard in the NFL. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is on his way to that. Yeah. But I still think, you know, Brady, he's the greatest of all time. Look at him. He's 43 and getting ready to play in another Super Bowl. Yeah. Ten Super Bowls in, what, 20 20- Something he's played years? in a Super Bowl in three straight decades. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, whether you like the guy or not as a person, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. It's the same thing with Saban. Whether you like the guy or not, he's a heck of a coach and a yeah. heck of a. I mean, he's a heck of a motivator to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy doesn't text. He doesn't do any social media, but yet every recruit he's ever has won a national title. Yeah. So there's something to be said there. No, I, I agree. I think he's the I, – I, I absorb everything he ever says. I listen to him intently. I think he's done it with the right intent. And, right. and I mean, he's grown these – you know, he, it's on, he puts it on the onus on the players right. to be better, but he's going to put them in every situation and give them every, every opportunity, opportunity. To, to be do, the best that they can. And, and he's convinced people – I mean, he, look at – He's, he convinced – I mean, it's really amazing about Mac Jones, the story of Mac Jones. The dude had to sit behind Tua Tungvaloa, Jalen Hurts, and wait his turn, Yeah, and he convinced him to stay. Right. I, I, my, whether he did or he didn't, that, that happened, and this guy ended up winning a national championship, and 
being better than both of them. And probably yeah. top 10, top yeah. 15 draft picks. Yeah, and pr- I mean, it's just, it's really a remarkable story. That's just one indication. I mean, you know, they have running backs year after year after year, wide receivers year. I mean, the list goes on and on, and he convinces these guys that they're going to get their opportunity. Right. They're going to – you stay here, you stick it out. Next man it's, up. It's going to be – you're going to see the fruits of what you're doing. And that I mean, it's a really great metaphor for kind of anything. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, don't just give up because you're not the man right. or not the guy. Right. You know, and, and – Well, you can take – I mean, you can take the, that situation and apply it to an assistant that's been an assistant for a long time. Sure. At some point, it's going to be your turn. Yeah. And you need to be ready to step up and make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that's it, – it's really true. And I, and I think that's that's where the programs like UT are lacking. They don't – they're they're not they, – they might have a great, you know, core group of guys. But if they get hurt, they're not developing those other guys right. to have this mentality right. to its next man up. It's right. kind of like I would just rather leave or I would, I'm not getting my opportunity. Right. And, you know um, – that's just – you don't see that. You no. don't see that at Sab- with Saban. And, and, and I think there's some of these underlying things that people aren't noticing that what makes him separate himself from – you know, I mean, there there should be no difference between UT and, and Alabama no, in terms of the prestige. Right. And there's a – there's a the, the gap is pretty wide. That's very wide. And it, it, man, it may be wide amongst, like, Bama and the next person, right. team. I right. mean, I'm – it's not a Bama show or anything, but I'm just I'm no, using. But they are. I'm tying all this all together, yeah. but it's like you know that's that's kind of why he separated himself. Right. It's more than just X's and O's. Sure. It's everything that's going on, and and I'm even excited about. I think you know the coach they got for basketball in Alabama. That's oh. the first time they've been in the top ten, and yeah. and and that and Nate Oates, uh, he. He he's in the ear of Saban a lot on right. how to build this character program and how to do things. Well, look at them; they're nine and zero in the conference. I mean, you know, come on, yeah. I mean, they uh, beat UT. Yeah, well, they beat Kentucky twice. It's the first time in the history of their program or something, or closer. I, I don't know what the stat was, but you know, they beat they. Um, that's the first time they beat Kentucky uh, uh, twice in the same year. So wow. I mean, you know, but hey, we'll, we'll, it won't last forever. You know, no. Saban hey, you ain't got to enjoy coach. it. Yeah, well. I, I wish UT fan. My brother's was down in the dumps the other day. I had lunch with him, and he and he was like, "Man, I think I'm gonna be an Ole Miss fan." That's <laughs> like, man, don't go off the rails just yet. But I mean, I understand. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm ready to some days just give it all in and go cheer for somebody else. Yeah. But you know, but we'll be back, yeah. as they always say. We'll be. Back. I do like that. I, I do. I, I I have heard good things about the AD, and I think that. If anything, that's got to work. Right. That that, that hire's got to work. Yeah. And if he if he's believes in his guy, right. You know, then then maybe they can get something. Yeah. You know, but sure. that's that's really going to be the time will tell, as they say. Who knows, man? I hope we. I just I'm like you. I just hope we get back to you know being able to watch normal stuff and yeah. go to games oh, and do all I that. Miss it so bad. Yeah. So bad. Well, do you have any hobbies? Uh, when I have time, I fish. Yeah. A little bit here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, look, like I said, you know, you know how it is. We're yeah. always here. We're always, well, don't kill yourself in the first six months, man. No, I, I know I'm, you're going to try. I'm trying not to, you know, I'm go sure. home every now and my then. My wife said the other day, she said, when well, you going to take a day off, well, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. And, you know, look, being 10 minutes from home, that gives me an opportunity to go home if I need to. And yeah. My girls love coming out here and driving the golf cart. Yeah. Hanging out. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the, 
there's a there's a fine line. Even I know you as much as you want to be here. You know you got to step oh, away yeah. from it. Yeah. And but being it's a new new gig and a new thing, and right. you know it's something you take ownership in. It's it's in our nature. It's oh, not yeah. it's not something you can turn off that easy. Oh, I mean it's, you'll it's you'll do tough. it in the summertime. You'll go home and say I'll go back and ride around yeah. the course. Yeah, you know she gets so mad because I'll end up answering emails, text at home. Like yeah. you just got home, get off the phone. Like yeah. That's the life of a golf course superintendent, man. man. Jack of all she's trades. She's been dealing with it for 20 years. She knows. <laughs> but she's still complaining, man. She's never going right. to give up. That's yeah. right. Never going to give up. Well, right. she's a fighter then if she's yep. stuck it out this long. I yep. know it's a. It's never. It's not always the easiest place to be. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be fun for you to see. I know you're excited about it. And, you know, having to deal with all this flooding and BS and all that, it's just – it's just part. Day. It's just part of it. Part of it, yeah. man. You know, I feel like I'm. I've had lots of teachers over the years, very well prepared for it. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I, I've learned good and bad from everywhere I've been and for everybody I've worked. With. Yeah. And that's one of the most important things you can tell anybody is learn everything you can from everybody, good or bad. Yeah. Whether you're going to use it or you're not going to use it. Yeah. Learn it. Take it with. Yeah. You. Uh, it's just. Working for Joe Kennedy and Brad and Scott and you know learning from Jerry, I I can't say enough about everybody. Else. Yeah, you've had a you've had a, a good group of I, I don't know if they've all been your mentor, but good group right. of people to right. work under and to learn from. And, and look, I you know I didn't start out on a golf course. I didn't work on a golf course until my first internship in college. Yeah, and I I had worked outside doing landscape stuff prior to that, which is how I knew I wanted to get into it. Uh, the first, my first internship was in Birmingham at Greystone Country Club, and uh, I spent the entire summer spray hawking greens, syringe. That was all I did. Oof. Yeah, in Birmingham on yeah. bent grass, and uh, I, I didn't get out of it. I loved it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I tell everybody, I, I didn't step foot on a golf course until my internship. Yeah. That's exactly I, the same story. Yeah. And the very first day. Well, I take that back. I had worked on a golf course, but I was like washing carts, picking the range balls. I was doing that kind of I stuff. Know, the only I thing didn't, I, I didn't do any I played maintenance. golf. That was yeah, it. Yeah, I played golf, a lot of golf. But I, the, my very first day at the golf club of Tennessee, I was pulling the hose on a spray hawk. And I, I didn't, and, and I was, I was like, I remember asking DJ, the, the guy that was there, he's still there, by the way. He goes, um, I said, What's the trick to this? He said, Keep that hose out of my way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I said, I got you. Yeah. You know, and, that's right. And he said, don't fall in a bunker. Yeah. I was like, okay. Don't fall down. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't stop. You and know? Don't kink it. Yeah. They can't stop. And, and I'm like, oh, man. And that just goes back to learning everything. Yeah. You know, I had I mean, no idea. I knew that I knew everything there was to know from a book and, and right. like the spraying aspect of it. Had no idea that I was going to be pulling the hose and, and asking somebody, okay, what's the, what's, you know, what's the deal here? And he's like, just keep it out of my way. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't that first summer. I touched a mower one time. Yeah, and I went back to school and I was like, "Oh, I mowed fairway." I'm like, "I," but I felt like I learned more than anybody. Yeah, you know. And then the next summer, I interned at Legends and learned everything. Yeah, more than I probably needed to. But I, you know, and I, I'm a, a what they what I will call a chaos junkie. I enjoy tournaments. I enjoy construction. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a junkie. With all that, so I'm when there's like, something crazy happening, you're kind of oh, right I'm, in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you had him on one of the first ones, Austin up at Oldstone. Yeah, he and I went 
volunteered at Sawgrass for the players. I, that was probably the best experience of my life. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. We quad mowed greens for six days. We mowed greens eight times a day. Man. I walked, I literally walked in there with a, a pair of shoes that was maybe a month old and had to throw them away when I was I've walked out of. I don't. I don't doubt it, man. I, I've done the last two years at the WGC down mm-hmm. in Memphis, and I love it. And I've done a variety of things, but it's they do a. I mean, it's just oh, it's, banging out some maintenance. It man. is impressive. It is. It, you got it an, is. You've got extra people, so you can do a lot of things. Right, but it's, right. And it's it, and if you if you really want to get in the industry and really know what it's about, go volunteer. Yeah. I mean, it is whether it's a lpga or a, a web doc it doesn't matter go volunteer because yeah. it is an awesome experience i learned very early and this is something that i i like to pass along to people that don't turn down any opportunity like that because those are the one it's a great networking yeah. you know as far as even if it's like you hosting an event right. like you you get approached by somebody that wants to have you know a, a ladies amateur or something just the ability to do that and then to meet with the different people that run the tournament. I mean, don't turn down anything that you can possibly stomach. Right. But also to go do those, like, yeah. um, volunteering things because you get to meet the people. That's probably the, the right. best thing right. about it because it's not hard work. I mean, oh. it's walk mowing greens or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's walking. Yeah, but, but you're only working four or five hours yeah, a day, really. It's not, it's not the end of the world. And they're, and they're taking care of you. Oh. They're feeding you as much as you can possibly yeah. eat. So it's just a great way to get out and learn different things and be a part of something that's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, I still talk to tons of guys that we volunteered with, and that was in 2013. Yeah. That was a long time ago. But, I mean, I I made lifelong friendships doing that. I'm excited for, you know, Joe's tournament at the Grove this this spring. Yeah. Volunteering for that. It's just – it's a good time. Yeah. I'll have to do that one. I'm going to – I'm all in for going down to Memphis every year. My next one I want to do is uh, waste management. Yeah, that so funny story. Um, my dad, it's not a funny story. My dad lives out there. He's lived out there for a while, and, and so we had planned to go. Was it last year? No, it already happened. So I told him this was before the pandemic and everything. I said, "Hey, why don't I come out next year and we go to the to the waste manager?" Well, he called me this year, and we were going to do it, but they're only allowing like five thousand people. So I was like, "Let's." I mean, that's nothing. We don't want to. I, I said, "I want to go when it's back to yeah, a hundred. Yeah, but I, but he, but yeah, I mean, it's right down the road from where he's at. I said, so I'll end up going to it. I've played that course a couple of times, but uh, I've never been on it uh, to watch the tournament. And I always love doing those yeah. tournaments. But oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be fun to go work. Yeah, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd let's be, do it. It'd be a blast. I'm down. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've, I've contemplated wanting to try to do the tour championship, or you know, I, I probably won't go with the players, but you know, and then Augusta's just a, oh. it's it's probably hard to do. Yeah. I mean, laundry list. list. Yeah, yeah. But you know, maybe doing I, one of the funnest ones I did was um, the state. Was it the state woman's amateur with Jeff? Oh, it, yeah. At the golf club. Yeah, that was fun. That was a, that was a good time. So, but I mean, I just I, I'm like you, man. I it's and for anybody that thinks about doing it, it's it's an opportunity you shouldn't pass up. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I I wholeheartedly believe that. But you know. Are you are do you are y'all scheduled to do anything? I thought I saw something that y'all were doing. Are y'all hosting something, or is it like a like a one day deal? They, uh, I think they put it out with PGA that you could get around. Oh, okay, that's some, yeah, some a, yeah, a discounted like a, price. Yeah. I think they're going to do some small stuff this year. Yeah. I think they're going to wait till the clubhouse is done. 
Uh, but I look for them to do stuff. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I'd love to host something. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't think we could do a state AM, you know, nothing big. I think people would place Yeah. Well, talk about the cool. We didn't, I mean, we didn't talk much about the layout of the course. What do you feel about it? How do you, how do you kind of? Uh, I think it's very, it's very golfer friendly at the moment. Yeah. Um, it started, it is still an is an Arnold Palmer and it had multiple, multiple bunkers uh, from old aerials I've seen. But they've since eliminated a lot of those. Uh, we actually only have like 20 bunkers now. Um, it's it's sneaky long, and but sneak. It's a little wide open in spot. Um, but I, it's a great layout. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, it's got some holes that are really good, and some you kind of like, eh, okay. But uh, it's a really fun course to play. Yeah. It's got six par threes. Okay. So that's a little different. Yeah. Um, you know, opening holes pretty straightforward uh there's water on water comes into play gosh probably 14 Whew. yeah yeah there's a lot of water whether it's a creek or a lake it comes into play a lot yeah a lot of greens over creeks greens aren't super big um, but they've got some movement to them sure uh, it'll be fun once we get it up and going yeah and, you know greens really good yeah and i and i don't think we'll be able to get the greens too fast because i think moving in yeah, they weren't originally Bermuda, were they? No, they've been. Yeah, you said the they were L nine, L ninety three. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's always a tricky. Do you um, do you know they just no tilled it and kind of went right yeah, over? Yeah, they just uh, they sprayed them and then I think they aerified them and then no tilled right. Yeah, over. yeah. That's typically what happens. Yeah. I mean, especially and then then you get uh, a lot of movement in the greens and right. <laughs> you got to be careful with green speeds. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think. Uh, from what somebody told me originally, bunker square footage was like 150,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some and, and, flooded issues get flooded. Yeah, issues. and that's why they took a lot out because they're in flood issues yeah. and they would flood and you know they would be ruined for a yeah. while. They've pretty much taken all those out. I don't think I have any bunkers that'll flood now. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of greens that have potential to flood. Yeah. Well, man, I wish you the best of luck. I I, um, yeah, I know you're going to do great, and I'm, I appreciate. I'm finally we got a chance to do this and yeah. sit down and and chat about it for a minute, and um, you know, come on anytime. Absolutely, yeah. I'll do it again. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Come back out and ride around. We'll, we'll, more. we'll ride around, and uh, we'll we'll get an update on how yeah. everything's gone. Yeah, maybe when the clubhouse is open, you can come back. Are you going to be involved with any of that? Do you have to help out in any way? Uh, probably not. I mean, I'm I'll be here, but yeah, they're the two brothers that bought it are. They're both developers, so that's sure. kind of their wheelhouse. Yeah. One does real high-end residential, and the other does commercial. Yeah. But it's going to be neat. It's real modern-looking, a lot of wood and a lot of rock and timber. Sure. But they're, they're wanting to do a lot of – they're building a huge outdoor area, patio with fire pit seating, and want to do some live music stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have a pavilion for events. They're really going to make it. Somewhere for people just not play golf but hang out. Well, you got to have that. I mean, you, you know, it's a sort of a – for us, it's kind of like we know what yeah. has to happen. It, yeah. it eats a lot of money up. Right. And there's a lot of things that go into it. But, you know, it's just part of it. Oh, it's yeah. part of the operation yeah. you got to have. And I think it will take off yeah. because, there's, unfortunately, yeah. around where the golf course is, there's not a ton of restaurant options. I think it will. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, good luck with it, man. I, I, it's going to be fun. I'm going to watch you the, the whole way. And, um, you know, I know you've got a bunch of people pulling for you and excited you're here and new uh, new experiences and new things going on. So. Yeah, well, I'll get out and play golf before I start playing again. Oh, I, I'll definitely look you up. I'm, I, it's a little – it was – I came from Champions Run. It was probably about 35 minutes. So, mm-hmm. it's, not, and I, so it's not too bad. And yeah. I live over in Fairview, so yeah. it's not too bad to kind of dive in here one day. And Yeah, i got to get back to playing. I haven't right. played – Four years. Well, you got to get back out there. Yeah. Oh, got a back injury. Oh, that is. <laughs> you do any social media? I know. Do you want to give that out? Uh, yeah. Twitter is uh is at Patrick H two thousand three. Then I'm on Facebook. I haven't done the Instagram thing yet. I'll probably yeah. end up having. It's a good good way to get some of your pictures and stuff yeah. out and just get some fun. But, I mean, I enjoy looking at Twitter and I learn all kind of things. Twitter is a wild paradise, it is, isn't it? Man. Some days I'm ready to get rid of it. But most days, uh, it's a comedy of. But it's a good way to get yourself out there too. Yeah. Well, really turf is. Twitter is a cool place. Yeah. In there, and so you know, I'm I'm in kind of all over the map, but yeah, right. it's a it's a it's an interesting world out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but come see me, anybody who wants to. I will. I'm here. Well, man, we'll wrap it up. It's uh, believe it or not, it's been a, a minute here, so yeah. um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Love getting to talk to people, and, and this yep. was fun. It was a yep. lot of fun to get that's to know cool. you. I know people will love it. So, anyways, uh, that's it for uh, this episode. Patrick, appreciate you having me down here to Kings Creek. And, uh, you know, hey, go uh, check him out on Twitter. You can follow him there, and you know where to find me. We'll have this uh, out, and appreciate you liking it, and sharing it, and following. So, until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.